Welcome to Money and Taxes from BB to XYZ, where we break down a single money topic and explain how it affects those across generations from baby boomers to X, Y, and Z. I'm Regina Neenan, Certified Financial Planner. And I'm Jason Spessner, Certified Financial Planner and Enrolled Agent. On today's episode, we're talking about inflation. You know, it's that thing that happens when the price of goods and services are, well, yeah, increasing. You probably heard a lot about it during the pandemic when prices for everything were skyrocketing, and none of us quite knew what was around the corner. But we thought everything was leveling out for a long time and inflation was going down. And then January inflation numbers came out last week and the CPI increased. Jason, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what the CPI is and about another fun acronym in the inflation world. Well, no, right. You've probably heard of CPI or the Consumer Price Index. And you may have also heard of this other one called PCE or the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index. And you probably wonder, like, why are there more than one of these things? Well, these indices measure effectively the same thing, of course, inflation, but they do it in different ways. So if you actually, if you want to check out the show notes, we'll post a link to an article from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that will get into all the weeds if you want to go into that sort of differences and similarities between those price indices. We'll also include a really neat CPI calculator so you can check the price of something from history and see, you know, if inflation was accurate, what it would cost today. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Taking a step back here, the Federal Reserve is working actively to decrease inflation. So when we say that January inflation numbers were higher than expected, that inflation increased, what exactly does this mean for you? Oh, well, it can vary depending on the generation you're in. And before we get into the generations, remember, like the Federal Reserve, the Federal Open Market Committee, they actually have an inflation target. That's 2%. So they want inflation in a sense. They're trying to keep it at a specific level. But when it gets higher than that, of course, that's where we get concerns. Yeah. And in January, inflation was 3.1%. So let's dig into it. Let's see what that means for our generations. I'll kick us off here with baby boomers. And for those of you in the baby boomer generation, inflation is probably your worst economic enemy. But why? Well, your income is often set if you have specific sources of income that you're relying on, and it's probably less than your standard of living requires. It's your assets that are the thing or things that are helping you make up the difference between your income and the standard of living that you love and enjoy. So if your assets don't increase or if they don't even lose value, they just stay the same. With inflation going up, you're still going to be losing your buying power because you're paying more for those goods and services. Now, I'm sure that sounds scary, but at the same time, like dispel any notion that inflation itself is bad in any form. In fact, it's a natural byproduct of a healthy and growing economy. It's your job as an investor to keep up with that healthy and growing economy by having your assets participating in that growth to keep those dollars doing something and hopefully growing. So what if folks are losing their purchasing power based on their incomes? They're invested, sure, but the markets are going down. What is their hedge against that? How can they avoid losing additional purchasing power due to a swing in the market? Well, as you know, there's a number of ways to do that, to be diversified, essentially, right? And to have some dollars ahead that are not necessarily at risk. But of course, with today's interest rates, like earning money, that's the one thing that's very fascinating about how this sort of policy works, this monetary policy works, is that when inflation is high, the Federal Open Market Committee will increase interest rates to try to fight it. Well, what does that do? That encourages you to keep money in the bank. And hey, that money in the bank is actually going to be earning something. And of course, you have bonds and stocks and real estate and small business, and you go on and on and on. The point here 
is that there's never really going to be a day where you're going to stop participating in the economy. So it's really about like how you adjust to it, how you control how much you have in those various asset classes so that you're participating in the right way as you age and, of course, rely on your assets more. Let's move to our Gen Xers who are maybe in their highest earning years. Inflation might not play quite as much of a role for these folks because their salaries are probably increasing at the same rate or maybe even faster than inflation itself. So it takes a little bit of the bite out of inflation. But if you're overspending during this crucial time for saving, when you get the opportunity to take advantage of some of those catch-up contributions, it could be a different story because inflation could be eating into your ability to save. Let's take a minute here to focus on the tax angle that's going on. As the prices of goods and services are increasing, businesses may also be more profitable. And of course, if you're participating in that economy, if you're owning stocks, what happens? Well, as those prices go up, Perhaps you're going to sell some of those stocks. And so all of a sudden now you've created some tax scenarios where you have to sort of balance and juggle how your participation in the economy, in the investing universe, and of course, fighting inflation is also going to be tied to your taxes. Well, guess what? The good news here, one of the things that happens is each and every year, tax brackets, of course, widen. There's more dollars that fit into these brackets. And so taxes do sort of naturally, of course, increase with inflation and the brackets get wider. But still, As those prices go up, you're going to be focusing on some ways to try to lower that tax liability when you're selling some of those investments. Yeah. And on the bright side of the whole tax scenario here is you're using those investments to hopefully fight inflation. So you're getting ahead of it one way or the other. Totally. Totally. Now for our Gen Y, our millennials, similar to Gen X, your income is probably increasing. But you also might have some more of the quote unquote bad debts pulling on that income, like your auto loan, maybe some credit card debt or finishing up those student loans. And some could have higher interest rates. And those interest rates may fluctuate more in an environment where the Fed is changing those to keep up with inflation and hit its 2% inflation target. So remember how baby boomers sort of we talked about how you'd have some cash in the bank and you'd be earning something on it. And all those things are good because, hey, the Federal Open Market Committee raised rates and then rates went up in bank accounts. That also has the same but negative effect on borrowing money. So that auto loan, those credit cards, even those mortgage rates are going to be higher now because interest rates are rising in a way to try to tamp down on inflation. And so it creates its own sort of borrowing inflation at the same time. So it makes it really crucial to take a good look at your cash flow plan and understand, you know, if this rate rises, where am I going to pull from? What are some items that I have a little more flexibility over so that I can balance my own budget and make sure that I can continue living the standard of life or at least really close to the standard of living that I enjoy? And of course, like how can you take advantage of this disparity in rates? And if you have cash to pay for something, maybe that cash is earning four or 5%, but you would be borrowing at eight or 9% you're probably better off using some of that cash to save on that cost of borrowing that money. Now for Gen Z, right, inflation might have the most impact because you're in those early stages of your career. You are just now starting to earn some dollars that are putting some meaningful kind of backing to your finances. And of course, now all of a sudden the cost of gas, the cost of groceries, the cost of this and that and the other is increasing, right? The cost of services. So without much extra cash inflow to go around in the first place, like increasing prices for all of these things is going to be pretty difficult to navigate in some cases. So for our Gen Zers, it's, again, important to go back to your budget, see where you have some flexibility. And if your flexibility is limited on your cash outflows, 
Maybe take a peek at your inflows. See if you can build another line item into your budget to bring money in, whether that is a side gig, a part-time job, something fun that you enjoy doing that you can monetize. Yeah. And here's a little tax tip for you. Check out your withholding. If you're in that first or second job, turned in that W-4 and maybe you're over withholding and hey, you're going to be due this big old refund, but great. You just gave this big old interest-free loan to Uncle Sam. Claw some of that back. Get your withholdings optimized. That'll really help your month-to-month cash flow. With that, let's jump into today's takeaways. I'll start us off with takeaway one here, and that is like death and taxes, inflation is a fact of life. It's something that's going to continue to happen throughout our lifetimes, and it's important that we have the tools that we need to overcome it or work around it. I wonder, are we changing the way it should be said? Death, taxes, and inflation are the three facts of life. Of course, takeaway number two, investing your money, period, is how you fight inflation. I often hear of these, oh, this is a good inflation-fighting investment. No, no, no. Any investment, that is the point. You invest your money to fight inflation. And takeaway number three here, another tool that can help you fight inflation is managing your cash flow plan or budget. Now, if you have an idea for a future podcast episode, or if you'd like to share some feedback or tell us a little bit more about how you are fighting inflation, you can reach out to us, email moneyandtaxes at podcast at fpfoco.com. You'll also find that email in the show notes. This episode was written and produced by me, Regina Neenan. Regina also edited the episode. I wrote and produced it as well. Anyway, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Jason Spessner and Regina Neenan are investment advisor representatives of Financial Planning Fort Collins, a registered investment advisor. The information in this podcast is provided for general educational and entertainment purposes only. It may not apply to you or your specific circumstances and should not be considered financial, investment, or tax advice.